Rishos, Rav Chaim of Shlita, Rishos, Rav Elbaz, Chashrabanim. I am, uh, I feel very at home over here because I remember about 10 years ago when I was a rabbi on Parsons Boulevard. So Igal called me, Rabbi, you have to come to Ola Simcha. We're going to have a new program. We're going to have Learning Hoshana Rabba Night. So what, what's Hoshana Rabba? I never, I'm Ashkenai, I never heard of Hoshana Rabba. What's Hoshana Rabba? He says it's the last day of Sukkot. Really? I never even knew there was something called Hashanah Rabbah. Uh, we take the Arabas and we hit them on the floor. That's all we do. No, we stay up all night. So I remember I came here and we had a big Chabura, the biggest Chabura I ever saw people learning Hashanah Rabbah. I think we had seven people. Ten, <laughs> ten years ago? And then Baruch Hashem over the years, it grew and grew and grew. Every year more and more and more. And now it's like the whole world knows that all Simcha is like the center of Hashanah Rabbah. So we're Mavarich. I want to thank Rabbi Gal and his father and his brother and the whole Mishpacha, David of Mishpacha, for organizing this. Bez Hashem, they should be able to do it. Gezunta Hait, Rabbi Yaakov, Daniel, and Bechor. Thank you very much for. Remember, you brought me in about ten years ago already. So Bez Hashem, the Siyadish In ten years, it should be the whole the whole neighborhood should be filled with people learning. Kal Halayla, we should be zoycha to chasima toiva lanu chol yisrael amen. Amen. So the learning should be leilu nishras. Um, we want to bless, bless the sponsors. All the sponsors should be blessed. Sponsors are Avner Yunayev, Fraim Shlomo Haverstam, Uriel Mirza Gandalf, Boris Davidov, Yona Bachayev, Yosef Tzvi Davidov, Avram Niyazov, Yaakov Elio Davidov, Yeshua. Shmuel, Lila Nishnas Chaim, Aaron Ben Sara, and David Ben Bracha, and Yeshiva Ol Simcha. All the Nadvanim, all the sponsors should be blessed, and they should be Zoycha. Oyachyom Emino Smile Oyshev Chavayd. Hashem Oyz Amo Yitain, Hashem Yivarch Samoy Vashalayim. Okay, that's all. I did my thing. Have a good night, everyone. Okay. So. We're already here uh, 10 years. We spoke about Hoshana Rabbah so many times. Tonight we're going to speak about something a little different. We're going to speak about Simchas Torah. And what in the world is Simchas Torah doing after the Yom Tif of Sukkot? We spent seven days sitting in the Sukkah. We took the Dalad Minim. The Sukkah represents the Anani HaKavod. And then when the Yom Tif is over, we take out the Sifrei Torah and we dance with the Sifrei Torah. What in the world are we doing? Why are we dancing with Sifrei Torah at the end of Sukkot? What does it have to do with the Yom Tif of Sukkot? God didn't give us the Torah now. Torah was given on Shavuos. Why are we dancing with the Torah now? You say, well, we just finished the Torah. Yeah, for, for 2,000 years, they finished the Torah once every three years. So don't say Simchas Torah is because we finished the Torah. It happens to be nowadays we finish the Torah. But for 2,000 years... They only finish the Torah Sukkot time once every three years. The Gemara says in the Sefer Megillah they had a three-year cycle. By the way, I'm all for bringing back the three-year cycle. It's much easier if there's a three-year cycle. You know, if there's a three-year cycle, instead of being Maver Sedra, the whole Parsha, you have three weeks to do Bereshis. Okay, so wh- why are we dancing with the Sefer Torah? What's Simcha's Torah doing at the end of the Yomtif of Sukkot? So I want to share with you a new perspective of the Yomtif of Sukkot, and as a Hashem, hopefully this will give us a new understanding of Simchas Torah. We all know that we sit in the sukkah to commemorate which miracle? Anani Yaakov. 
clouds of glory. In fact, the Bach is of the opinion that when you sit in the sukkah, you must remember the Anani Yaakovite. The Bach has a very interesting chiddush. If you came here tonight just to hear this, it was worth it. The Bach says that whenever the Pasuk says the word Laman, and the Torah is giving you a reason for the mitzvah, you must be cognizant of the reason for the mitzvah when you're doing the mitzvah. So when you sit in the sukkah, one must think, I'm sitting in the sukkah in order to commemorate the clouds of glory that Hashem put over our head when we left Egypt. By the way, it's very interesting. We know it's a machloikis, whether it's Anani Yaakovite or a sukkah ismamish. Rashi, inexplicably, on the Pasuk, Rashi takes a side in this machloikis. Rashi says, Who asked Rashi to, to chime in on this machloikis between Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Akiva, whether it was Sukkot Mamish or Anani Akavayit? Rashi's modus operandi. What's Rashi's job? Rashi's job is to tell us every medrash in the Chumash. Rashi says in Bereshis, Parag Gimel, Pasuk Ches, Va'ani lo'ibasi ela v'pshutay shel mikra. I'm here to tell you the simple explanation. Is that the simple explanation of the Pasuk? Basukos means clouds of glory. Maybe Sukkos means actual booths, like you have in your house. You have clouds of glory. Before Sukkos, you went to the cloud store and you got clouds to sit on it. You made a Sukkah. So maybe the Pasuk means we sat in Sukkos. Why is Rashi chiming in? So the Mizrahi writes, Rashi's telling me Pshutah Shomikra. Because the Pasuk says, Hoishavti. Hoishavti implies that it's not something that we built on our own. It's something the Rebbein put us in. So that implies it was, it was Anani Yaakov, not Sukkot Smamish. But what's interesting is, the tour in Simen Tafresh Chafhei, when he's codifying the Mitzvah of Sukkah, he also says, that you need to sin the sukkah in order to commemorate Anani Yaakovit. Why is the tour chiming in on this machlokes? Why is the tour telling me it was clouds of glory? So the Bach explains because it is important that when you sit in your sukkah, you need to be cognizant, you need to be focused. I'm remembering the clouds of glory that we sat in, that the Yibam put us in when we were in the Midbar. In other words, if somebody went into their sukkah and they said, Hinani muchan umazuman l'kayye mitzvah sukkah. And that's it. And they didn't think, I'm commemorating the clouds of glory. According to the Bach, there's something lacking in the fulfillment of the mitzvah. But it's important to know, you know, sukkah is only seven days a week. Only seven days a year. But the Bach says this applies to a number of mitzvahs. For example, the mitzvah of tzitzis. According to the Bach, and it's quoted by the Mishnah Bura, and I'm sure it's brought in um, the post-gim of your Messiah as well, it is important when you when you put on your tzitzis or you put on a talis, one is supposed to think, aside from the fact you're being the kayim, a mitzvah, wearing tzitzis, you're wearing the tzitzis in order to remember the mitzvah of Hashem. Likewise, when you put on tefillin, it's important to think, I'm putting on tefillin, leman, tia, toiras, Hashem, beficha, in order to remember Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. These are three mitzvahs where the Torah says the word leman. Fine. So here's question number one. There are many miracles in the in the midbar, yeah. What other miracles do we have in the midbar? We had mon. We had to eat food, right? Food is important. No? Yes. Jews like food. That's what I that's what I understand. Without food, you can't live. You can live without clouds of glory. You can't live without food. Why is there no yomtiv commemorating the food? In other words, we should get together for seven days a, a, a year, and we all eat mana bread. You go to a special bakery. And what, what, why is everyone waiting online? 
we're buying manna bread. Why? To commemorate the miracle of the manna. Nah, nobody remembers the man. We don't really have any yomtiv commemorating the man. Why don't we commemorate the man? Why don't we have a, a yomtiv to commemorate the, the air? You know, we, have, we should have a yomtiv. Seven days, everybody calls up Poland Spring Company. What do you need? We need a special machine installed into our house. Why do you need a machine? We have to commemorate the air. We have to commemorate the, the water. There's no such yomtiv. No yomtiv commemorating the, cl- the food. No mem- yomtiv commemorating the water. We only have a yomtiv commemorating the clouds of glory. Clouds of glory are so important. And then here's another question. The famous comment of the tour. Anybody know why do we celebrate Sukkot in the month of Tishrei? If we're commemorating the clouds of glory, when did God give us the clouds of glory? In Nisan, Laman Yedu Dorisechem Kivasugos Hashem Zayav Behoitzii Oisam Meyaratzadam. When we left Egypt, we left Egypt in Nisan, so we should all sit in Sukkot in the month of Nisan. Anyway, by the way, there are many halachos where Sukkah and Matzah are compared. Right? We know the Gemara makes the Gzeir Shavat Tesvav Tutu Tesvav Tesvav. We know that the first night of Sukkot, you must eat in the Sukkah, like on Pesach, we know the Shir Achila, the first night is less, is only Kezayis. There are many halachas that are learned out Sukkah, Tesvav, Tesvav. Rav Yosef Engel lists all the commonalities between the Mitzvah of Sukkah and the Mitzvah of Matzah. By the way, the Chida says, why do we compare Matzah to Sukkah? The Yamtif of Pesach is Bizchut Avraham Avinu. The Torah says the Shalash Regalim is Bizchut the Shalash Abbas. So the Yamtif of, Suk- of Pesach is Bizchut Avraham. The Yamtif of Sukkot is Bizchut Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Asal and Mekneo Sukkot. Yaakov and Avraham had a special relationship. You ever realize in the Chumash, Yitzchak is never called the father of. Yaakov, Avraham is called the father of Yaakov. Elokei, Avraham Avi, Velokei Yitzchak. You ever notice that? That Yitzchak is not called the father of Yaakov? Avraham is called the father of Yaakov. The Chida says, you know why? Because Yitzchak just called him Yaakov. But Avraham, the Chida says, called him Bini, Bini, my son, my dear one. The Chida says, you're supposed to call your child a name of endearment. You know, my grandmother, Leha Shalom, is from Poland, so she, she called my father Zinashi. You know, there are different special names of endearment. Yitzchak did not call his son Beni, Beni, Beni. Yitzchak called Esav Beni, Beni, Beni. So therefore, Yitzchak is called the father of Esav. Avraham is called the father of Yaakov, the Chida says. Because of the special relationship of Avraham and Yaakov, the Yomtif of Avraham Pesach and the Yomtif of Yaakov Sukkis are compared to each other and therefore we learn out halachas of one to another. Very interesting comment of the Chida. Anyway, so the Torah asks, why do we sit in the Sukkah in the month of Tishrei? We should sit in the Sukkah in the month of Nisan. What is the Torah answer? Famous answer. That if you were to sit in the Sukkah in the month of Nisan, people would think we're just going out to enjoy the weather. And it would not be recognizable that we're going out to uh, fulfill the mitzvah of Hashem. So therefore we go out in the rainy season when people normally come inside. We go outside so it's recognizable that we're going to do a mitzvah. But here's the question. 
When do we ever change a yomtif because of what people would, will think? Why do we care about what people will think? We know why we're going out. We're going out to commemorate the Anani Yaakov. So why do we care what the Gentiles are going to think? Oh, they're not going to know that we're going out to commemorate the Sukkos that HaKadosh Baruch made for us. Why do we care what the Gentiles, what they're going to say, what they're going to think? The answer of the tour seems to uh, be very difficult. Here's another question. Anybody know, what is Sukkot called in Parshas Mishpatim? Chag? Chag Ha'asr. What is Sukkot called in Parshas Kisisa? Chag Ha'asr. What is Sukkot called in Parshas Re'eh? Chag Ha'asukos. All of a sudden, Sukkot's got a new name. The first time Sukkot is mentioned, it's the festival of the harvest. The second time it's mentioned, it's the festival of the harvest. All of a sudden, you wait to say for Devarim and Parashat Re'eh, then it's called Chag Ha'asukos. What happened? Why the name change? Why originally is it called, a, it's given a, a name of an agricultural holiday, and then in the end of the Torah it's called Chag Ha'asukos. Another interesting point. I'm going to ask you a personal question. At 12 at night, 12.20 at night, I'm allowed to ask personal questions. When do you buy your Lulav and Esrog? Let's take a poll. Raise your hand. Who buys their Lulav and Esrog before Yom Kippur? One person. Who buys it after Yom Kippur? Three people. How many people here are Jewish in the room? A few people. How many people are Mekayim, the mitzvah of Dalad Minim? One person. Very good. Baruch Hashem. Do you do, you get your Dalad Minim before Yom Kippur or after Yom Kippur? After Yom Kippur. Why after Yom Kippur? You want to go from one mitzvah to another. You want to go from the Chasima to another mitzvah. So the opinion of the Mate Ephraim is you should buy your Lulav and Esrog before the Yom Adin. Why? This way, the, the zechus of your machshava toiva, of purchasing the Dalad Minim, will accrue to your merit on the Yom Adin. That's the opinion of the Mate Ephraim. He says, unless you could get better schayra after Yom Kippur. He recommends getting the Dalad Minim before Yom Kippur. How about building a sukkah? You build your sukkah before Yom Kippur, or you build your sukkah after Yom Kippur? Before Yom Kippur. Says the Mate Ephraim, you should build your sukkah after Yom Kippur. Why? To go from the Yom Adin to a Zuchus. Why, are the, why is it inconsistent? Why when it comes to the Dalad Minim, does the Mate Ephraim say you should buy the Dalad Minim before Yom Kippur? And when it comes to the building of the sukkah, he says you should build the sukkah after Yom Kippur. So I want to share with you the approach of the Gra. Probably you're familiar with it but it's worthwhile to review it. Maybe we'll discover a few new points. The Gra is found in a number of places, primarily in his commentary to Shir Hashirim. It's found in the Sefer Adar Selio and Parshas Kisisa and in the Tamidei Hagra. The Gra says as follows. Says the Vilna Ga'in, there is no way that we have a Yamtif to commemorate Anani Akavayd. We're going to make a yom. Oh, you know what this yomtif is? This yomtif commemorates clouds. It's a cloud yomtif. Are you kidding me? We're having a yomtif to remember clouds. I don't care how miraculous these clouds were. 
We're not, Jewish people are not having a Yom Tif to commemorate clouds. We're not having a Yom Tif to commemorate condensation in the atmosphere. That's not, well, why would we have a Yom Tif for that? It's a miracle? Really? We don't celebrate miracles. There were ten miracles that took place every day in the base of Mikdash. How many Yom and Toivim? Do we have a Yom Tif? Everybody go outside, make a barbecue, and make sure the fire goes straight up to commemorate the fire in the Beis HaMikdash that went straight up. Or I want everybody to buy raw meat and get a special chemical to shoo away the flies because in the Beis HaMikdash they had a lot of meat and there were no flies. I mean, we can make Yom Tovim from today until till forever to commemorate miracles. There is no way that there's a Yom Tov to commemorate the miracle of the Ananiya Kavan. So what's the nest? The Gros says as follows. What happened was Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to Harsinai when? On the sixth day of Sivan. He comes down 40 days later and he, he sees from the distance, he's looking in his binoculars, he says, he sees the Jewish people, they're dancing. What are they? They're dancing around a cow? What kind of cow is this? A golden cow. He can't believe it. The Rebbe Shalom says, break the luchas, the Jews worshipping idols. Moshe Rabbeinu says, I don't believe it. Moshe Rabbeinu sees the Jewish people worshipping the idols. He doesn't break the luchas. Pastor says he sees them dancing, then he breaks the luchas. Now what? Now, now the Jewish people are in big trouble. They, they say, uh-oh, we messed up big time over here. And then they look up with their binoculars, and the cloud of glory goes goodbye. There's no more Ananei HaKaved. The Ananei HaKaved left. That's the Chiddush of the Gra. The Gra says the Ananei HaKaved left after the Chedo Egam. Not only that, the Gra adds in the Adar Salyam Parshas Kisisa, the Yivan Shalom told Moshe Rabbeinu, that's it, we're done. I'm, f- I'm finished with the Jewish people. We're not hanging out together anymore. The Jewish people are on their own. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, is there anything we could do about it? So Hashem says, I don't know, come up one more time. So Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to Ar Sinai, he goes up Yurches Tamuz, he comes down, and he says, Yivan Shalom, please, you know, could you please forgive us for the Chedo Ega? So Hashem says, okay, come up again. Moshe Rabbeinu goes up when? Rishchodesh Elo. And he goes up, his ascent is marked by the blow, by the, the sound of the shofar. Ola Elohim And Moshe Rabbeinu comes down 40 days later on Yom HaKippur. And he hears, Rachman, we're good? And he, good. And he hears Rebbe Shalom say the magic words. Salachti Kidvarecha. Great. So Klaiso is Besimchat Suma. God forgave them for the sin of the golden calf. And they, they take out their binoculars and they're waiting, waiting, waiting for the clouds of glory to come back. Clouds of glory are not coming back. Not only that, in the interim, God told Moshe Rabbeinu, Hine anoichi shoyleach malach. I am through with the Jewish people. I can't take them anymore. It's not going to work out. This is not a shidduch. They're getting on my nerves too often. So I'm going to do my thing in Shamayim, and I'm going to send a malach. And the Malach is going to lead Klal Yisrael. So Klal Yisrael figured that on Yom HaKippurim, when Hashem said, Salachti Kivarecha, the Yibam Hashem is going to come back. <laughs> Hashem said, no, not interested in you anymore. So Klal Yisrael said, wait, wait a second, you forgive us, but you're not going to lead us anymore? Hashem said, that's right. You're not going to be punished. I don't have any grudges against you. You're going to have a wonderful life. But I don't like you anymore. I don't like you. I, I, me and you, we're not going. At, we're not together anymore. Rabbi Yoyna gives the following mashal. Rabbi Yoyna in the Shari Tshuva writes 
that for tzaddikim, kapara is not enough. You know, we go on Yom Kippur and we do tshuva, ashamnu, bagadnu, and we say we're never going to do all these bad things anymore. From now on, we're never going to bring a, a phone into the Beit HaKneset ever again. That's what we say on Yom Kippur. Because if you bring a phone into a Beit HaKneset, ain't tefillah, ve ain't Torah. So what are you doing in here? No, you have a phone out in the middle of davening. So what are you doing? You're praying to the Lord and you're being distracted by your phone. Now, there's a mitzvah in the Torah, Ula avdoi b'chol levavchem, to serve God with all your heart. The mitzvah of tefillah is to serve God with all your heart. If you have a phone, you're not serving God with all your heart. You're serving God with about 60, maybe 53.5%, and the other half is dedicated to your uh, Verizon plan. So, it's not, it's not a half a tefillah, it's ain't tefillah, zelo tefillah. Then, the other thing is, Torah, if you look at your phone every 30 seconds or every 60 seconds, Zepiske piske, this is not consistent learning. Rabbi Akiva was makbid when he would learn. He would not even interrupt. You know the story. Rabbi Akiva came back after 12 years. He didn't even say hello to his wife. He went straight back to the Beis HaKnesset. Rabbi Chaim Shulavitz asked, why did Rabbi Akiva go to his wife and say, Thank you so much for letting me go to yeshiva. I really appreciate you taking care of all the carpools. Every night, every day, Rabbi Kiva's wife did carpool. The, the, the neighbor said, Hey, why, don't you, why doesn't your husband ever do carpool? No, he's going away to learn in yeshiva. So Rabbi Kiva's learning. So Rabbi Kiva should have come back and said, Mrs. Rabbi Akiva, thank you so much. No, says Rabbi Chaim Shulevitz. If Rabbi Akiva would have gone to his wife and he would have said, Thank you. Then his learning would have been 12 years and 12 years. And now that he didn't interrupt, it was 24 years consistent. And Rabbi Kiva knew that in order to generate spiritual energy, you need consistency. You know, it's like when you charge your cell phone, you charge it for 10 minutes, it goes up one point. You charge it for an hour, it goes up 10 points. You charge it for three hours, it's on 100%. Because it has to warm up. The same thing with Limo Torah. You interrupt, you have a conversation, you look, you get distracted. During tefillah, during Torah, it's you and the Ribbon Shalom. If you can only concentrate 10 minutes, great. Make sure it's 10 straight minutes. You can concentrate 5 minutes, make sure it's 5 straight minutes. So, I have. Thank you very much. So what does it have to do with anything? Yeah, we're talking about Shuvah and Yom Kippur. So we think, we go on Yom Kippur, we say, God... This year we're going to pray properly. This year we're going to learn Torah properly. This year we're going to speak with sensitivity to our wives, to our brothers, to our sisters, to our family. So we think we, we were finished. We're done. No, no, we didn't even get started yet. Kapara is not enough. It's not enough that God is not going to punish us. We want the Rebunisham to want us. We want God to have ratzon toward us. We want Hashem to want our tefillah. We want Hashem to want our Torah. We want the Rebbe to desire our mitzvot. And that's a much higher level than just doing tshuva. You could do tshuva, and God could say, I'm not going to punish you. But it doesn't mean He wants us. He might not want us anymore. For tzaddikim, says Rabbeinu Yonah, kapara is only first base. Tzadikim want the rotzon of Hashem, the desire of Hashem. 
Tzadikim want the Rebbe to want us. And what happened was, Moshe comes out on Yom Kippur, and God gave him the tablets, the second tablets. And Moshe says, where are the clouds of glory? God said, what do you mean where they are? I don't like you anymore. I'm not going to punish you, but I don't like you. You're going to have malach, and I'm going to have nothing to do with you anymore. And the Jewish people were devastated. Because for tzaddikim, they want ha'aras panav shalakosh They want Hashem to shine His face on us. We want Hashem to want us. So Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to figure out how are we going to get back HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love. We're not going to be punished, but that's not enough. So Moshe Rabbeinu commanded the Jewish people to build the Mishkan on the 11th day of Tishrei. The Jewish people bought, brought donations, Baboker, Baboker, the 12th, the 13th, the 14th, there's a different perushim what happened. According to one version of the Gra, the Chachamim weighed and evaluated all of the uh, donations. However, the way the Gra says it in the Shem Olam, the 14th of Tishrei was Shabbat. So on that day, and the Gemara and Shabbos learns out, Tchumin from the Pasuk that occurred on the 14th of Tishrei. And then on the 15th of Tishrei, the Jewish people built the Mishkan. And they took out their binoculars and coming down from Shamayim after an absence of uh, 80 days was the return of the Anane HaKalash. And that meant not only did God forgive us, but He wants us again. He has Ratzon to us. He desires us again. I'm going to tell you another Gra, the Gra in his parish on Tefillah. The Gra in his commentary to Ahavat Ahava Rabbah. How do you see, say it? Ahavat Olam? B'Shacharet? Ahavat Olam, Ahavtanu, Hashem Lekenu, Chemla, Gedoyla, Viseira, Chamat Olam. Says the Goyim. Ahavat Olam, Ahavtanu, God loved us eternally when He took us out of Mitzrayim. Chemla, Gedoyla, Viseira, Chamat Olam. God had exceeding mercy on us after the Chedo Egel. And we did tshuva, and we built the mishkan, and he came back to us. He loved us even more than before we sinned. Now that's a very godly level that is very hard for a human being to achieve. For us human beings, if somebody hurts us and we're mochal them, it's very hard for us ever to get back to the same level of relationship that we once were on. We have a hard time doing that. We have a hard time erasing from our memory the hurt that somebody inflicted on us. But the Rebbe Nisham has a different midah. Not only does God forget about something that a person did that was wrong, Hashem draws the person even closer to Him than before the sin. That's b'makam shabalei tshuva oimdim tzadikim gorim When a person sins and then does teshuva, not only does God bring them back chadesh yamenu kekedem, God brings them even closer than before. Says the Tomer Devorah, from, from God we need to learn that if somebody hurts you, you now let's say somebody uh, makes a wedding and they don't invite you. And then they come, oh, I'm so sorry, I forgot to invite you. So, you know, next time, you're not really, you, you know, you bear a grudge against them. Says the Tomer Devorah, not only should you try to forget about what they did, you should go out of your way to be closer with them than you ever were before. 
Where do we learn that from? We learn that from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ahav HaSolom Ahavtanu Hashem Lekeinu Chemla Gedoyla Visera Chamalta Aleinu The Rebbein Shalom took us back and loved us even more than ever before. Says the Meshachachma There is no Yom Tov in the Torah to commemorate the clouds of glory. We do not celebrate miracles. We don't just celebrate a miracle. We're not celebrating the miracle of Anani HaKavod. We're celebrating the return of the Anani HaKavod. Because the return of the Anani HaKavod marked the fact that Hashem took us back and He loved us even more than before we sinned. And therefore, says the Meshachachma, originally the Yom Tov of Sukkis, there was no mitzvah to sit in a sukkah. What do you have to sit in a sukkah for? Because of clouds of glory? Why would you remember clouds of glory? Says the Meshachachma, it seems like Sukkot was only one day. Originally, when God gave us the Yom Tov of Sukkot, this is what the Meshachachma writes, and he writes similar things in a number of places a la Torah. This is based on the approach of the Sparno. Originally, Yom Tov Sukkot was one day. You know what the Yom Tov was? It was an agricultural holiday. We gather in the grain, we celebrate. And that's why in Parshish Mishpatim, Sukkot is called Chag HaAsif. And that's why in Parshish Kisisa, it's called Chag HaAsif. Well, why, why, what, what more should it be? A Yom Tov to commemorate clouds of glory? Why would anyone celebrate clouds of glory? But after the sin of the Egel, and the clouds of glory left, and we did Teshuvah, and the clouds of glory came back, and that marked that Hashem loved us even more than before, now the Yom Tov of Sukkot had a promotion. Now it's a seven-day holiday, and it's called Chaga Sukkot, and now you have to sit in, under the shade of a Sukkah. That's the approach of the Meshachachma, based on the Grah. I'll tell you a fifth gra that fits into this. We know who wrote the tefillot of all of our tefillot of Shmona Esra. Who wrote them? The men of the great assembly. You know, who are these men? This is not a congress. On the, men, on the assembly of the Anjing Israel, you had Nevi'im, you had prophets, you had Mordechai, you had Ezra. These were men who had Nevoah. They could probe the highest heavens and they could understand what words need to be said to activate the various olamot. And they composed the following words on the Shalash Regalim. Ata b'chartanu mikol ha'amim. Ahafta o'isanu v'ratzisabanu. Says the Vilna Ga'in. These three expressions refer to the Shalash Regalim. Atta b'chartanu mikol ha'amim refers to the Yom Tif of Pesach. God selected us from all the nations when He took us out of Egypt. Ahavto isanu, God showed His love to us when He gave us the Torah. The Torah is like a marriage. Hashem married us when He gave us the Torah. Viratzisabanu. What does viratzisabanu mean? Viratzisabanu, after we sinned against Him, He was appeased by our avodah. That refers to the Yom Tif of Sukkot. In other words, you want to know what Sukkot is? Two words. Viratzisabanu. That God was appeased by us. Sukkot. You, know, you want to you wanna appreciate the spiritual energy of Sukkot? You just have to look at two words of Anshei Knesset Sabanu, That God found favor with us after the Cheto Ega. Tell you an amazing Chidosh. Kaisvis and the Sechta Question. Do women have to sit in the Sukkah? 
No. No. If a woman wants to sin a sukkah, does she get a mitzvah? No. Yeah? If a woman wants to sin a sukkah, is, does she get a mitzvah? Yes. Yeah. 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 She's, she doesn't have to. She gets a mitzvah. Can, now I'm going to ask you, this is a very sensitive question. <laughs> Can a woman make a bracha on sitting in the sukkah? What? So it's a, it's a big machlekes between uh, the Baliyatosis and the Rambam. So Ashkenazim follow the Baliyatosis. So our women make a bracha on the sukkah. They make a bracha on the Dalaminim. They make a bracha on Psuke uh, de Zimra. Yeah? So the Sfaradim follow the Rambam. They, at least Rebavadya says, cannot make a bracha on Dalaminim, cannot make a bracha on sukkah. Could they say Psuke de Zimra? So, Sardim do not make a bracha, a woman do not make a bracha on a Zman Grama. Toysus has the following question. Why are women exempt from the mitzvah of sukkah? Why don't we f- f- apply the following principle? Af, heim, hayu, in other words, do women like menorah? Yeah, sure. Do women have to hear Megillah? Sure. Why? But it's Zman Grama. So we say, the Gemara says, the women were also part of the miracle of Hanukkah, of Purim. They drink Dalek Kosos. So why are women exempt from Sukkah? Why don't we say, so, so, there are three different approaches in Toysus and Shas. Prima Godin quotes all three. But Toysus commonly says, the svara of Afim Hayubay Sanes only applies to Mitzvah Drabana, not to Dairaisa. Well, let's stick with Tyson's question for a moment. Why are women not Chayev in Mitzvah Sukkah? Because Afim Hayubay Sanes. And they say, What do you mean, Afim Hayubay Sanes? What miracle? You think Sukkus is a celebration of the miracle of Anani Akavod? We don't celebrate miracles. Sukkot is not a celebration of Anani Yaakovot. Sukkot is a celebration of the return of the Anani Yaakovot. Now, why did the Anani Yaakovot leave? Because of the Chedo Egel. Who made the Egel? The men. Women didn't make the Egel. You know, Rabbi Kivager brings down, men don't wear gold on Yom HaKippurim. Why? En Katega Says Rabbi Kivager, women can wear gold. Why? They didn't make the Egel. Why do women have Rosh Chodesh? Because they didn't make the Ega. So the Achroinim say, to answer Tosis's Kasha, Afhim doesn't apply to Sukkah. Because we're not celebrating the miracle of Ananiyakov. We're celebrating the return of the Ananiyakov. The Ananiyakov didn't return for the women. They returned for the men. The women wouldn't have lost it to begin with. Now if you look in the words of, of the Chassam Soifer, he says it a little differently. And this would answer another question. Because I could tell you all, you're, you're all bothered by a pasuk in Nehemiah. I could tell this is on your mind. In Nehemiah, if you look on your sheet number 17, the pasuk says, V'yata v'rachamecha harabim lo'yazavta manibra God, you never forsook us in the desert. Es amud he'anon lo'yisarmeyaleim You never remove the amud anon v'yomam l'hanchosam ha'derech the Pasuk says, Anane Akavod never left. So what's the gross saying? 
that Sukkot is a commemoration of the return of Anayakov, the Pasuk says, Anayakov, it never left. This is a big kasha on the Gura. I recently found that Rav Chaim Kanievsky asked this question in time of the crop. And Rav Chaim says there were seven Anani Akavos. Six that put them in a box, and a seventh that led them. The Anani Akavos that led them never departed. The other six went away. Listen to this Chsam Sofer. The Chsam Sofer says that when the Jews sinned by the Egel, the Anani Akavos didn't leave. It expelled them. But it only expelled the men. The women were, were always in the Anani According to that, that explains the Pasuk in Nehemiah. The Pasuk in Nehemiah says, God, you never removed the Anani Sure, God never removed it. He removed us from it. But the Anani were always there. And this explains why we would not apply the Svara of Afheim Hayu Ba'isanes to women. Because women had Anani the whole time. We're commemorating... The return didn't return for them. They never lost it to begin with. There's a medrash in Shirim that says that there are three levels of love God has for the Jewish people. First, he says, My people, I love you so much. I call you my daughter. I love you even more. Yidin. I call you Achosi. I call you my sister. I love you even more. I call you my mother. What does that mean? God calls us his daughter. He calls us his sister. He calls us his mother. Says of Mayor Simcha of Devinsk, we have three Yom Tavim Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. Each Yom Tiv is a reflection of a different type of relationship we have with Akadosh Baruch we begin with the Yom Tov of Pesach. The Yom Tov of Pesach, we were down and out. We were in a very low madrega. We were on Memtesh Aritama. We would have remained in Egypt a moment longer. We would have fallen to the point of no return. We were Eroin area. We didn't deserve to be taken out. God yanked us out. What is that called? Isarusa de la Ela. God yanked us out. God, so to speak, was our mother and we were his daughter. We didn't do anything. We were the beneficiaries of God's kindness. God says, I love you, you're my daughter. But then there's an even higher level. You're my sister. At Shavuos, Matan Torah. God came down on Har Sinai, He came close to us, but we came close to Him. We prepared for three days, we separated Minha Isha, we said Nasa Venishma, we counted 49 days, so it was a mutual relationship. God came close to us, we came close to Him. We're called Achosi, we're called His sister. But you know what the highest level is? The highest level is Sukkot. God didn't do anything. We did it. We worked hard, not only to get Kapara, we worked hard to get Ritzoy, to get the desire of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, on the Yom Tov of Sukkot, God calls us, we're His mother. Now listen carefully. Which Yom Tov is the greatest man of Simcha? Sukkot. Why is that? Very simple. Because a person is only happy when they work hard. Not when they get a government handout. Not when they get a freebie. Not when they get welfare. A person is happy when they earn their keep. The more yigiyah, the more amelut, the more simcha. On Pesach, we're not so happy. It was a gift. 
On Shavuot, we're a little bit happy. I call modem the Ba'atzeres, but in Anami Lachem. On Sukkot, it was Amelut. It was our Avodah. We're God's mother, so to speak. We did all the Avodah. When you work for something, you're happy. By the way, you know, nowadays people are looking for the secret of happiness. Everyone's searching for happiness. Why? Because nobody has to work for anything anymore. What kind of happiness is there? I want this kind of food done this way with this kind of sauce. Now I'm going to press this button and it's going to be here in five minutes. So everything comes on a silver platter. There's no, there's no simcha because there's no amelut, there's no yigiyah, there's no work. Sukkot, we worked for our relationship. So it's man simcha seinu. And now comes the grand finale. So where does Simchas Torah come in? What are we dancing with Torahs for? What's that got to do with Anani HaKavod? Uh, very simple. What are we doing on the Yom Tov of Sukkot? We're trying to rectify the sin of the golden calf. Okay. So what, what are we missing? We had Yom HaKippurim. We returned to God. God returned to us. So we're back with the Rebunner Shalom. There's one problem. The problem is that God told Moshe, Hey Moshe, the Jews are worshipping the golden calf. Moshe said, really? So what? He didn't break the luchot. Then Moshe looks down and he sees the Jews worshipping the golden calf. And what does Moshe do with the luchot? Nothing. But the Pasuk says, Vayar et ha'egel v'hamacholot. Moshe saw they were dancing. Says the Sepharno. When a person has simcha, when they do an avera. Ain tikva. If a person doesn't have Aaron and they feel guilty about it, they could change. If they feel bad about it, that means they recognize it's wrong and they could always correct it. But if a person enjoys the Navera, if a person is dancing about Navera, that means the Avera became part of their essence. It's very hard to correct, very hard to overcome that. When Moshe Rabbeinu saw them dancing around the Egel, Moshe said, forget it, they're a lost cause. So we have Yom Kippur, we're Mesakim Ched We have Sukkot, God came back with the clouds of glory. There's one problem. In order to do it to Shuvah Shalema, you have to be Mesakim, the Kilkel, in the Ofen that you're Mekalka. So if we serve the Egel by dancing, the way to rectify that is we have to show God we're back on your side, not just we're coming to the Beis HaKnesset, and we're miserable about it. Not just we're, we're, we love you again. The same way we danced around the Egel, now we're going to dance with the Torah. Now we're going to dance with the Hoshanot. Now we're going to dance the Simcha. That's a complete rectification of the Ched Egel. And that's the crescendo of the Tikkun for the Ched Egel. Simcha Torah. Don't underestimate the power of Simcha Torah. First of all, Mishnah Bura brings down that the Arizal said that the height of his Madrega he achieved not on Yom Kippur, not on Hoshana Rabbah, not on Tishabav. The height of the Madrega, the Arizal, Arizal achieved the Simcha Shal Mitzvah. The greatest Madregos a person could achieve the Simcha Shal Mitzvah. So don't be the guy sitting around in the corner. Yeah, I have to be Madre Sedra. I have to learn this. I have to learn that. Yesh Zman Lekar. Simchat Torah is an opportunity to reach 
highest madrega of the whole year. Secondly, Rabbi Chaim Falaji brings down in the Moed L'Cholchai, Rabbi Elbaz probably knows better than me, Rabbi Avadi's father's name was Gali. He had a nickname. Gali. Why was he called Gali? Because he was Misameach over at the Torah. He would sing Nigunim, he would go to the Chasan Torah. He was B'Simcha Atsuma for Simcha Torah. And it's said that perhaps why he was Zochet to a son who was illuminated the world was the Simcha Shal Mitzvah he had to be Misameach in the Torah. Says Reb Chaim Falaji, the success of your children in Yerashamayim, in Ava Torah, is very dependent on how a child sees the Simcha the father has on Simcha Torah. Reb Chaim Falaji writes, Maiseh Shehoya, that there was an individual who was Misameach on Simcha Torah more than anybody, in a very unusual way, in a very extraordinary way. Says Reb Chaim, he, this man had children, grandchildren, Loim Dei Torah, Marbitzei Torah, Yerei Shamayim, and it was attributed not to his Hasmada, not to his Lomdos, it was attributed to the Simcha Shel Mitzvah that he demonstrated on Simcha's Torah. So realize, your Ruchnius, your Madrega and Ruchnius, is dependent on your Simcha Shel Mitzvah on Simcha's Torah. The Madrega of your children, it's dependent on the way you dance for the Torah on Simcha's Torah. The Chida writes a Yehi Ratzon that is recited between the Hakafot. And in that, in that tefillah, the Chida says that as we dance around the Torah, as we dance around the Bima, we are Meshaber, the Mechitzot, Shel Barzel, Beinenu, Levein, Avinu, Shabashamayim. That by dancing around the Torah, we could shatter any separation between us and the Rebam Shlam. Isn't that amazing? Here it is, Rosh Hashanah, we blow shofar. There's still this iron fence between us and God. Yom Kippur, we fast the whole day. There's still the iron curtain. <laughs> we haven't toppled the iron curtain. We have the whole Yom Tif of Sukkot. We're smashing the Aravot. I don't know about you, but Ashkenazim, some people, they smash the Aravot they, they beat it to smithereens. You know what smithereens are? They beat it to a pulp. I don't know. They think it's Amalek. Still, there's this iron wall between us and God. Not until the Simcha of Simcha Torah are we able to shatter the separation between us and God. When a person makes a sin, they create a Havdalah between uh, them and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when, when we dance on Simcha Torah, we should think we are removing all the barriers the Zohar Kader says that on the Yom Tif of Shmini Atzeres, there are no mitzvot. You ever realize, I'm going to go with the, there's a big discussion, Shmini Atzeres, is it a Chag or is it not a Chag? You say Chag? Spartan say Chag, based on Machaber. Ashkenazim, we don't say Chag. Anyone who says Chag, we throw them out of the shore. <laughs> we, we, we take Hoshano, no, just joking. But we don't, we don't say Chag, Shemini It's a big Machlokes, whether you're allowed to call Shemini Atzeres a Chag. Why not? It's a Yomtif, why not? Sam Sefer quotes Ramami Pano. What does the word Chag mean? Circle. Every Yomtif is a circle that revolves around a mitzvah. So Rosh Hashanah revolves around Shofar. Yom Kippur revolves around the Inuyim. 
Sukkot revolves around Dalen Minim. Shavuos revolves around Shtei Halacha. Atzeres revolves around only the one above. It's not a Chag. It doesn't revolve around. Says Ramami Pano. All the Yomim Tovim revolve around Shmini Atzeres. That's why the Grah was happiest on Shmini Atzeres than any time of the year. The Mashal is like this. If you don't like some, let's say a guest comes from out of town. If you really don't like him, you take him to a very good restaurant that has a lot of food. This way you don't have to talk to him, you can just eat. Right? If you like him a little bit, then you go out for pizza. If you really like him, you just get a coffee. This way you can talk to him. So during the Yom Tov of Sukkot, when the, all the nations of the world are in the Beit HaMikdash, God said, bring a lot of cows. Let them be busy with cows. Then when they all leave, it's just me and you. I don't want to. I don't want to be distracted by any karbanot. I don't want you to be distracted by any mitzvot. The lashon of Bnei Saschar is: I just want to you enjoy your company. Bekiruv basar mamash v'havein. It's the most intimate time we are with the Rebbeinu the whole year. No mitzvot. It's just us and God. Says Zohar Kadosh. If you have the personal audience of God. You can ask for anything you want and Hashem will accede your request. Says so, Rebchaim Talaji based on the Zohar, there is no greater day of tefillah the whole year than Shmini Atzeres and Simchat Torah. In fact, Kozenberger Rebbe writes in his Chuvot that in the city of Dinov there were more Bechiyot on Shmini Atzeret than by Neila. When they would say an Anenu, anenu, v'yankarenu, ana Hashem, hoishi ana. They would say that with more kavana than any tefillah the whole year, because here you're in the personal audience of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So realize that Shemini Atzeres Simcha Torah, you could reach the highest madrigos through Simcha. You could elevate your whole family. You could bring your Shemayim and Torah to your children. You could be Meshaber, mechitzot shel barzel. Between Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Klal Yisrael, you could be zocha to have all your tefillos answered. So we should all be zocha. Anenu, anenu, biyom karenu, ana Hashem Hashiyana, ana Hashem Hatslichana. All of our tefillos should be neskabel. Barachamim levaratzayin. Thank you so much for having me. Agdot in kvito, agdot katava, agdot yamtev, chasimat zayva. Agdot yamtev, zayah. Thank you very much.